Good morning, everyone. Hope you're all well. Oh, this could roll off. It's lovely to be back in church again. I've been away for about three weeks on the sunny Isle of Man. It was actually sunny some days, so that was a nice surprise for us. Um, And we are back as a family. We're really excited about this new school year, everything that it has to hold. And I'm really, really pleased to be able to bring you the word this morning. Now, a few weeks ago, Sam um, gave the message. I don't know if any of you remember um, or watched online or were here for it, but he talked about how the message that God had given him was actually quite personal. Um, And I feel very much this morning that I'm doing the same. I feel like the word that God has given me to share with you this morning is something that I am currently on a journey with, um, a journey with God, trying to work out what it means for me, what it means for us as a family. So forgive me if it isn't 100% theologically on point, but this is something that I am currently doing with God, and I'm inviting you to be on that journey with me as well. So this morning, Jonathan mentioned before, oh, not that, not this yet, here we go. Letting go, trusting God's will over our way. And the essence of what I'm talking about this morning is actually that conflict that we often have between knowing where God wants to take us, knowing our goals and our desires, knowing the amazing things, the amazing promises of God, but being too impatient and we decide to try and forge our own path to get there instead of just resting and allowing God to take us on that journey. Now, when we think about letting things go, there are a variety of things in life that we have to learn to let go. Some of them, it's easy for us to let go and give to God, and some are hard. So I've got some examples here, and I want you to have a think. I want you to give me a thumbs up if you think you find it easy to give those things to God, or if you think you would if he asked you to. Thumbs down if you think that you would find them hard, and you can be in the middle if you're not sure. So the first one, money. Okay, do we find it easy to let go of our money and give it to God? Do we find it hard? What do you think? This is time for you to be honest. Okay, we've got a couple of thumbs down, some thumbs up, some not quite sure. John Hall, I feel like yours is very specific. I like that. John's got a scale, so I'll be watching John. Okay, the next one, our sin. Do we find it easy to give that over to God, to the foot of the cross? Easy or hard? What do we think? Okay. Interesting. Quite a lot of us have got thumbs up for that. So I wonder if it's easier for us to give things that we don't want to hang on to over to God. Next one. This is just because I have to have it in. You can't talk about letting things go if you've not got Elsa in. So if you had a magical inbuilt ability to freeze things would you find that easy or hard to give to God let's have a look thumbs up thumbs down John Hall he's straight there he's giving it all to God great okay next one what about our fears our worries anxieties and fears do we find that easy to let go and give to God or hard what do you think okay what about our possessions our home and our possessions. Now, this one is a little bit close to home, excuse the pun, for Sam and I. So we have returned off holiday um, to find that our cold water pipe has 
broke and burst and flooded our house. So we are currently without a home. Um, Poor mum has had the six of us move into hers, so it's very loud and noisy. And actually, this is a reality now. Actually, what is it like when your home is taken from you, when your possessions are ruined? What is that like? Is that easy or hard to deal with? I feel like we are very lucky as a family because we have a home that is insured. And so at the end of the day, we know that somehow we will be able to move back in, whether it's in six weeks or six months but actually what about I know sorry (laughs) mum mum's like no no Um, actually what about all those people around the world who have been displaced from their homes or their homes have been ruined actually there's no way to get them back how would we feel if God asked us to let go of our homes and our possessions indefinitely what would that be for you thumbs up or thumbs down how would you feel about that Okay. Now, there is a reason why I've got this on. So those of you who have watched Titanic, there is the awful bit on the raft towards the end, which still makes me very, very frustrated because there is Jack frozen, clinging to the bit of wood. And Rose says, I'll never let you go. And then what does she do? She lets him go. And down he sinks. But actually... Um, Rose does that because she knows that that then gives her a life ahead of her. But if we put this into our lives, how easy do we find it to let go of people in our lives? How easy do we find that? Either to lose them or to say goodbye to them if they move away. How do we find that? Easy or hard? Hard. That Most of us find that really hard. So thinking about letting go and trusting God's will over our way, that was just a little way for us to start thinking about that concept of letting things go. But the verse that we're looking at this morning is this one here, Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says this, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And the start of me thinking about all of this came when I was away on holiday in Anglesey at Wit. It was absolutely beautiful, and I sat down to do my devotions for the day, and my devotions was on this verse. And you know, every so often you read a verse of the Bible that perhaps you have read a million times before, but for some reason it completely jumps out to you, and you really want to explore what that means. You feel like God is speaking to you that day. And that happened to me. I was sat there in this beautiful garden and I felt like I just needed to understand what this verse meant and what was the Lord trying to say to me. And since then, it's been something that I've been trying to think about every day. And the crux of it all, the reason why I felt so drawn in is because I found out this, that in the original language, the word commit is a verb. It means to roll or rolling. So that word is galal in the original language. And there's a number of places where that word is seen in the Bible. And if you imagine that word rolling or to roll, it's used in Genesis when it talks about bringing your flocks of sheep in to take them away from danger. They used to put them in a big stone circle or sometimes they'd use thorny bushes. And the opening, they would roll that stone over. So if you imagine rolling that stone, that is galal. That's the same word, commit. 
It's also used in the book of Amos. It talks about waters rolling down. So imagine again that imagery, something rolling away. You can't stop it, it's just going. And in the Psalms as well, that word galal, to roll, commit, is what comes across. It's talking about yourself, committing yourself to God and committing your way. So when we then look at that verse, what that is saying is roll away to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Now imagine, if you will, for a minute, the different ways that we could roll our plans, roll, sorry, not our plans, roll our ways to God. I want you to imagine that you are with a toddler. This is a very easy thing for me to imagine because they always seem to be there. Imagine you have a toddler and your toddler has got a favorite toy and you go to a group, maybe a toddler group or a group with a lot of your friends who have also got children and you explain to your toddler that they need to share their toy and they pass it to another child who then passes it to another one and your toddler is being very, very good but you notice that your child's eye is always on their toy everywhere it goes they're just waiting for when they get it back and when they get it back they're checking it over to make sure nobody has used it in the wrong way or pulled a wheel off or whatever else and I think sometimes when we commit to God the things that we do we're a little bit like that we don't fully let go we might think that we are being brilliant at doing it because we have let it go but our eyes are always on it we are always wondering when we get to regain control of those things that we are doing or imagine this has anyone ever heard of the Gloucestershire cheese rolling competition have you heard of it Okay, I got way too sucked into watching the videos of it yesterday on YouTube. But for those of you who don't know, the Gloucester Cheese Rolling Competition is something that's been going on for decades. I think actually like over 150 years or something. And it's basically, there's a really steep hill uh, near Gloucester called, I think it's called Cooper's Hill. And a big wheel of cheese is chucked down the hill and people chase it like fully, fully chase it. And the hill is so steep that people bounce in incredible ways in all directions. It's classed as, I think it's classed as the most dangerous sport in our country. And they even have an entire rugby team at the bottom of the hill just waiting to take people down because they are going so fast. Now, I want you to keep this imagery in your head when we're thinking about giving things to God, when we're thinking of letting things go, because I think for many of us, we let things go to God, and then we realize that actually, hang on a minute, I don't think I can trust that, and we peg it after those things that we've given to God, and we don't realize that by doing that, we are going to hurt ourselves in unimaginable ways, and at some point, God might have to put a rugby player in our path to take us down, to stop us going after those things. So let's watch a little bit of a clip of the cheese rolling and have a look what that can look like. For those of you that want to, there are literally hundreds of videos on YouTube and it can take a serious amount of your time if you get sucked in because there's something quite 
grabbing, isn't there, about watching someone go that fast and that out of control. And I really feel, I feel like this is maybe what God was trying to challenge me about at the minute about this verse, is I feel like there are some things in my life that I do think I've kind of let them go to God, but I also think that I'm then running after them, trying to make them happen in my timing, the way that I want. And I'm like those people running down that hill. I feel out of control. I'm not in the peace and the will of God. I'm pelting straight after them. And at some point, I'm going to hurt myself because God knows what is best for me. He knows my paths. He knows the ways for me to get there. He has the plans for me. And I need to stop trying to make them happen in my own time. I think often we look at that verse, if we just go back to it, We look at that verse and we think what it's trying to say is whatever we're doing, we'll give it to God and we'll hope that he'll rubber stamp it and then he'll give it back to us and we'll carry on doing it. Actually, that's not how God works at all. He establishes our plans, but he establishes our plans once we have fully submitted ourselves to him. And it can be easy to submit some things to him. Sometimes if you know that you've got something that is hurting you inside, it might be a sinful habit, it might be some unforgiveness, it can be a great relief for us to let that go to God and give that to him for him to do what he wants. But there are other things that are harder. What about those amazing things that have been spoken over your life? What about those plans that you know are 100% godly? Actually, we still need to give them over to God, submit ourselves and say, God, your timing, your will, your place. It doesn't mean that you wake up every day and you scrap your diary and you think, right, I'm not going to live my life according to any of the appointments that I've got. I'll just let God lead me day to day. Actually, it means, are you living in a way where you have let go of that control, let go and submitted yourself to Christ? How can we have confidence in this? Because it is really hard. Well, here's a couple of verses that help me and give me confidence. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not a portion of your heart, all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. What an amazing verse. And this one as well, this is the New Testament. This is Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body, nor what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither, sorry, I haven't got my glasses on. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if you're like me, and you're a bit of a worrier, and you sometimes feel like you're running out of time to do all those things that you want to do for God in your life, this, these are the verses to speak over yourself, to read and commit to your heart. 
Because actually, God says, don't be anxious about your life. He has it all in his hand. He's not saying it's going to be easy. He's not saying that every day is going to be full of joy and wonder. Hard things will happen. But he cares for us. He cares over each and every detail. We don't need to be striving to do our own thing, to make our own paths, because he has that plan for us. And finally this. I feel like I have maybe finally got to a place in my life where I might possibly understand what God is trying to teach me through the story of Mary and Martha. I have had a real bee in my bonnet about this story for years and years and years because I have always thought it is just so unfair. There is Martha and she is doing everything to have Jesus round at her house. She's cooking him a nice dinner. She's making sure her house is clean for him. She's trying to be welcoming. And there's Mary, I've always thought, just being proper lazy sat there chatting to him and it makes me really really cross because I think about if that was Jesus coming to my house and I was doing all of that and Chloe was just sat there chatting to him oh I would be fuming I would be really really cross but now I think I get it I think I get it I think I realize that Martha was doing everything she was forgetting to just let go to just roll away and be with Jesus, to just roll away all of that other stuff and just be with Christ. And that is the challenge for me at the minute. And this is me being vulnerable before you because perhaps you also feel the same. Perhaps you also need to learn from this story that actually if you are feeling like everything is just a bit too much, you feel like you are running through life like those people down the hill after that cheese, then maybe it is time that you say to God, okay, God, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to roll it all, roll all my ways, all the things that I'm doing. I'm going to roll them to you and I'm not going to run after them. I'm not going to keep an eye on them all, watching where they're going, waiting for them to come back. I'm not going to toil away in the background like Martha I'm going to roll them away to you, commit them to you, and be like Mary. Just sit at your feet with the confidence that you will establish your plans for my life. And I think this morning, I'm sure there are many of us, perhaps all of us, who have got something that we need to roll away to Christ this morning. And so I just want you to imagine that this is whatever you need to roll away to him. And I just want you to watch the ball. I know that you all know how it works. We all know what it looks like when a ball rolls. But look, it goes away from me. And it's gone. It's not going to come back to me unless I go and get it. It stops at the foot of Jesus, at the foot of our Lord and Saviour. So I just invite you with me this morning to just close your eyes and just hold your hands out. Just in an action of us rolling away, committing to Jesus those things we need to let go of. And Father God, I just thank you that you see our heart. I thank you that you know what it is we are trying to roll away to you. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will give us the courage and the bravery to be able to do that this morning. I pray that you will stop our feet from running after it. I pray that you will not have to put those metaphorical rugby players in our life to take us down, to stop us hurting ourselves. 
I pray instead that we would be able to let go this morning, commit to you those things that you know we need to give to you. And I pray that we would feel such peace knowing that you establish our plans. It is you, Lord. You know what's best for us. You will never let us fall. You will never let us drop. You are there with us always. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.